This Metatainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor. The Wine and She Show is a Metaverse and NFT discussion interview series brought to you by Metaverse Ventures Entertainment and host Ben68 and more cheats. Warning, the information and opinions within are solely the views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. G'day and thanks for listening to or watching the Wine and Cheese in the Metaverse Show. I'm Ben68 here with my co-host More Cheese for episode number 82, recording on Friday the 28th of April for Cheese, which is Saturday the 29th for me. Today we talked about Upland and the new city release and went over a crap load of Metaverse articles. There's a surprisingly nice amount of Roblox news covered, so you will want to check that out. Yes, don't be cyber shy. Get yourself organized to fully embrace Metaverse AI and slide yourself on into the latest shitty episode of... Or show ever. Wine and cheese. Time for wine and cheese. A wanker, one slang and stumps, one's from Australia, one's from the Bronx. Talking about the metaverse and NFTs, interviewing all the real crypto geeks. Hello, and welcome to Wine and Cheese in the Metaverses show. I'm More Cheese. I'm here with Ben68, and this is episode 82. Boop. Throw a shoe, yes. <laughs> was that? that was from the Iraq war, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, you, you, there's two, there's two, uh, there's there's the the war, the 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 whole shoe at Bush, or, or, right, yeah. or Austin Powers. Who throws oh, yes. a shoe? Honestly, uh, was this a chicken and an egg thing? The bush thing must have come first, surely. I don't know. I don't know. And Austin Powers is really is really old. I know I was a young teenager when it came out. Somebody in chat can inform us in the comments. Chicken and egg. All right, what's going down in Cheese Town? Cheese Town. Um. You mean Bronxdale? <laughs> no, just, or just, what just, you just in to? general? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm working like like a cheesy dog on a bunch of really cool stuff. Uh, I got C. Prado to play Seven Days to Die with me. I see she's on right now. I want to get on there so bad, but I couldn't. I was working all morning. Uh, but she she likes it. She's, you know, killing the zombies. I She's living with me at the moment, so I'm her wife in there. And then uh, she's trying to get Goldie to move in with us, and I'm like, no, like I, oh I can gosh. only do one. And I think now he's there, so we have a squatter. But I mean, Quite it's drama. hard. It's it's hard to 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 you know set yourself up in a zombie apocalypse. So I'm I'm trying to give. I'm trying to give her the best start I can. Goldie's played the game with us now for years. I'm not sure why he's still so so bad at it. 
<laughs> but he's still fun it's it's still awesome if if any like we have room on our server if anybody wants to play let me know grizzly started playing with us which is really cool so it's me solly goldy c prado grizzly we have room for five more nice so that's in the mbe discord server you run that all through mm -hmm. in the video game voice Links in the description. Description. <laughs> What's up with you? What's um, Ben? Oh, I'm just there's nothing up with me at the moment. I'm just getting so smashed in real life that I was just mentioned in the UDU server that I'm at almost survival levels of engagement in the metaverse. So I'm yeah. turning into one of those OGs who doesn't know what the hell is actually going on. So that's I kind of feel crappy about it, but so I'm trying to keep up to date. Well, I just, Luckily, it, I've got people like yourself to keep me informed. Yeah, and, and just a disclaimer to everybody, uh, all of Ben's metaverse time belongs to D-Tech and I, so hands off. Yeah, well, that's literally, if I get any time at all, that's where it goes. So, yes. yes. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, just <clears throat> plodding along. Let's have a look. Along. Speaking of plotting along, song. that's a good segue into the coinage. Now, last week we mentioned, you know, we keep having this ongoing debate. You think we're going up. I think we're going down. We kind of get all over the place. So through the week, where we go back to the 22nd, which is about here. So, yeah, last week when we were discussing it, we were at the bottom of these candles here, 27K range, kind of flooded there for a while. And then we had some nice greens with even some wicks up to, what are we? Yeah, we're bouncing off that 30K. Resistance. 32 by June, baby. There we go. 32 by June. Another red candle kicking in there now at the moment. That's on the daily. So. Hey, where's Bitcoin world? Do they have a, a metaverse, Bitcoin metaverse? No, but there, there is a, I haven't looked into this a lot myself, but there's a lot of people doing things now where they tie certain NFT projects or code to different Bitcoin blocks or something. There's all people experimenting with this stuff. I think it's quite interesting. I don't know what what's ever going to become of it. Like Bitcoin couldn't get any slower as a, like an actual currency that you want to use. So <laughs> please don't slow it down, people. So. Oh, I should say too, don't forget to collect your free um, Formula One NFT. That just got dropped last night. For And that's on the McLaren formula one page if you go to their website you'll be able to find it yeah i um mm -hmm. set myself up at 7 p.m last night ready to be one of the first people to claim it but they had all sorts of dramas so um that is available to collect all the way through until monday their time so you've got plenty of time just don't forget to do it all sorts of prizes and stuff involved and it's free you can sign free. up with your google account you don't have to do any walleting stuff it's walleting yes all right, now Upland, we've had a busy couple of days in the old Upland. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, we have London. Did you? I, I didn't see the morning of London. What happened? I got up at what the release is at 2 a.m. my time on a work Friday workday. So that's my ongoing whine about that. But. You know, if it was at 3 p.m., I'd whine about it too because I'd be at work anyway. So as you keep reminding me, at least you can get involved. So, yes, um, I got up <laughs> at 1.50 a.m., went to the toilet, sat down, and, you know, everything <laughs> opened up. Everything, everything, oh, opened, sat down and everything, everything opened up. 
let me clarify. I went to the toilet, went back to bed. Worst show ever. Got got back into bed. Best show and, ever. Um, opened up the Upland app. <laughs> And I checked my trail. I wasn't out in the middle of nowhere, which was nice. I had a nice big long trail somewhere. I don't even remember where it was. Did you really? Uh, Did you know? Yes. A nice big, big long trail. <laughs> Keeping in mind that I was back in bed. Um, I had, I think I had 340K. I minted to, like it, everything turned green and there was nobody around me. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. You need to get over it. Build a bridge, lady. Um, yeah, I I minted two straight away that were about a hundred and sixty k total. I just grabbed whatever. I didn't care. I got two, and then I had a hundred and fifty k left, and I just looked around on my tail and found one that was about a hundred and fifty k. So I just minted three. Took did me about. Have, did you have two good minutes? Movement? Did you have a good movement? I didn't move. I just stayed on my tail. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm not falling for that one, no. Um, yeah, so I just minted three on my tail, went back to bed. All in all, took about three, four minutes. All right. And I tried to go back to sleep. So, no, how about yourself? <clears throat> well, for the um, the test one that they had before, I forgot to yes. leave the train. <laughs> but- Again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know because I did that in Porto. I don't know what's wrong with me. I thought that it was going to be right there. Um, but I, I left the train late. Uh, I mean, I got on the train late and I got there. I was able to mint maybe one. I bought two cheap for 20, one for 20, one for 44 on Harlow. I think someone said something about it- that. Isn't that crazy that we're at the point now where you say a sentence like that and don't even blink an eye? I minted two cheap for about 20K each. Oh, I second marketed cheap for 22K each. I minted one. Really? Yeah. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying because like the the day of the opening, I went to bread and I minted one for 109K and compared to the other ones, that was actually pretty cheap. (laughs) pretty inexpensive and yet you go back to the manhattan release and we were minting for under 2k yeah or around there was just you know hundreds upon hundreds of 2k properties to mint. well didn't the beatles (laughs) sing that song evolution evolution baby yeah maybe (laughs) how about um, evolving yes how about birmingham did you get anything over there nah nah i figured if i'm gonna use my upex i might as well get the big dog. Yeah, I, I just picked Oof. up five. I think I got four or five on the secondary. I just went, I hovered over and pressed the button, and there was a few there at seven k. And I was like, yeah, that's reasonable." So I think I had might add twenty four k or twenty five k or whatever it was left. What did you think of the lines? They were really janky. I didn't, I, I didn't like the line structure for the neighborhoods. I, I didn't even look. I didn't. I didn't spend oh. <laughs> any I, – I had no idea what the neighbourhoods were. I had no idea what the targets were or anything. I just literally woke up, saw I had a tail, minted three, went back to bed. Yeah. I didn't have any targets, nothing. All, all I'm was... going for is the generic Londoner collection. Yeah. I was helping somebody out, so I was, mm. I was looking for a specific, and I got lucky. I don't know how I got so lucky because I, I – uh, 
almost forgot the thing was going on. And I'm like, oh, shoot, it's nine o'clock. I looked in the cafe. I swear everybody, it was full in there. I liked that. It was really nice. I went in there. People, you know, weren't really talking over each other. It was for the amount of people that were in there. And I was able to, oh, I well, no, I got cheese sticks. Oh, my God. I was able to, uh, <laughs> I was able to mint two that, I thought were in the place that I wanted to be, but then I I was like, oh no, it's not there. So then I minted one and then somebody told me, no, you are in the place. The lines are just janky. So I I I um I scrolled out and I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I got two in a place I want to be, but then I got one in a place I, I was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, ah. Yeah, it's that's been an issue since way back in Oakland. Remember the Oakland release, how bad the lines were then? There's also the, the kind of, call it a bug, call it a feature where if you have a neighbourhood that's a very bizarre-shaped property, like it mm -hmm. could be like a boomerang-shaped property, the label for that neighbourhood is going to be in the middle, so the label might not even be on in the freaking neighbourhood. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. in the neighbourhood. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, so in, in those cases, you really need to scroll out, like you said, and get the bigger picture and you can see, okay, yeah, this is the neighbourhood. Because that, that can be very confusing, especially, mm -hmm. like you say, you're going for a certain target area. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, detected something too. <laughs> I, I know he blew his budget. I know that. He's, he was he's all over the FOMO something. dragon. But he was trying to go for something with a, a B. But he mistaken the name and went for another B word. Oh, the two neighborhoods or something. Yeah, yeah. That that's an easy trap to fall into as well. Yeah. All right. Oh, I don't feel so bad now. Thank you, DTAC. <laughs> what well, what about the general vibe? I haven't seen did was there any like you said to me, was there any lag with sending <clears throat> or movement or anything like that? I didn't experience any lag, which was good. There was some lag. I know Lily experienced some lag. Um, but it wasn't crazy. Nobody was really complaining all that much. I checked in general and I checked in, in, um, cafe chat mm. and every, everybody was, was pretty good. And has Upland put any stats out about mints per second and all that, like they've kind mm. of taken to doing? Um, no, but I saw Grom Brindle put something in, um upland general chat which showed like like five seconds everything getting minted oh, it was cool. yeah. so beautiful yeah that's cool well yeah you just gotta even if there is a tiny bit of lag you just gotta think how far has you know how far has this all come so yeah again props to the team it seems like it was pretty successful at least it was for me like i said i woke up you know gone Hopefully, gone are the days where I get up at 2 a.m. Oh, sorry, there's a five-minute delay. Oh, sorry, there's going to be another five-minute delay. Oh, actually, we're going to put it back an hour. I'm tearing my hair out thinking, i got to go to freaking work. So For a know. tier one, it was it was extremely well done. Like, yeah. what is this? Uh, we have New York, San Fran, L.A., Chicago. This is number five, right? I believe so. Don't quote me on it, but yeah. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> we, we were expecting um, 
sticker shock prices and that certainly didn't disappoint but yeah, oh yeah it makes it makes sense with the direction that everything's heading yeah that was that was a bit <laughs> that was right, pretty now, crazy yes now um this it's kind of have they done this before oh, i found it oh, oh what do you got yeah bring it up uh let me I was, see i was just I about can. to share so i'll jump here sorry All good all right you see this Yes. I wish I could make it. Oh, wait, I can. Oh, it's like a time lapse of minting. From London to Birmingham. Seems like London Upland players were on the move. First hour of minting in Birmingham. So that's even that's just Birmingham where there wasn't a lot of people. Look at that virus spreading. Yeah, if you're on the Spotify, <laughs> if you're on the Spotify, yeah, there's just a series of blue slowly. Five second yeah. intervals. Yeah, that's cool. I'd love to see the London one. The London one would be insane compared to that. Yeah. Because we know Birmingham being an FSA, that's that's a multi accountless paradise, that one. Yeah. You know, it takes takes a certain amount of time to mint a few and then pull up your other account and mint on that one. So I just I still I just wish they'd get rid of the FSA system. I don't mm -hmm. think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary in this day and age. Uh, yeah, I agree. Wait and see. All right, let me bring this up. I don't have they done this before where they do a specific post city release block explorer sale tied to a city? I don't remember. Um, no, they usually don't. They do a um a treasure um trading one. Yeah. Or or like the what is that thing where you go on a scavenger hunt? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly that, a scavenger hunt. Now, you normally do, like, a thrifty trader, like the, you know, that's how you get, like, the, the Detroit one with the engine on it or whatever. But, yeah, I've never seen this, correct me if I'm wrong, but where they just do just a generic city block explorer <clears throat> release. Now, I like the middle one the best. The top yeah. one I don't really understand. I guess it's the queen or whatever. What's the crown jewels, baby? yeah. So we've got crown jewel, like it's a, it's exactly that, a jeweled crown, 150 of those for 20 bucks each. We've got the king's guard, um, what do they call those? Nutcrackers or something? 300 yeah. of those for 10 bucks each, and then the big ben, big ben clock tower, like, 500 of those for five bucks. Why couldn't they make it like a tower? Why is it just the top? Ah, oh, because it might be they probably have size limitations. Where it's if they made it to the height limitations, it's going to be this skinny little weird looking thing. So I don't know. It looks you know. silly. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna grab some of these. I want the middle one. That's it. I'm I'm starting to get a little smart, um, and choosy. Mm. You know, I don't want to get everything. Like if I don't really care for the other ones. I mean, I guess if if I have a chance to buy the crown, I could flip it for twice. Yeah, but yeah, that's my that's my thinking as well. I'm I'm in the process of actually pulling some USD out, so I'm not going to be flippantly spending on this. So if I was to get if I was to get the clock tower or the soldier or the guard, I'd probably just cop that and sell something else to cover it but if i get the crown yeah i think you could probably flip that for a double i think that's 
what you just said there is pretty reasonable. And to people complaining about that it's uh in in Fiat, you it's a free block explorer. Yeah. You're getting yeah. the money. Like if you spend twenty dollars on this, they're getting the block explorer plus you're getting the twenty k upex. Yes, yeah, it's bundled with upex. So yeah, mm -hmm. you, you it's exactly right. You're getting it for free, but it is you got to register and you got to be in the lottery to get in the right spots and yada 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 again that whole system is just freaking multi-accounters paradise as well true so, uh it's actually interesting did you see um have you paid any attention to the the 2023 s1r car market no why so dac was bang on dac reckoned they'd go for about uh 1200 us and yeah that's pretty much the going right now that's it yeah there, oh, there is gonna... of course there's people asking for a way more and there is also a lot available for upex i think the cheapest i've seen in upex might be two and a half or two you'd probably talk somebody down to two um yeah so it's reasonable i know the um the first ones are probably going to be way way more valuable well i for my S1R, the, the 2022 one, I paid two and a half million UPEX plus 1,500 US. So there's quite a difference there. And yeah. <laughs> yes. So no, Dak was bang on. So well done, Dak, for having your finger on the pulse. Yes. All right. Yes. Where are we at next? Now, I mentioned this to you. I saw this pop up when I woke up this morning, but I haven't checked it out. And you said you hadn't read it either. So this is another one of those cases where we're going to dive in this one together. Superfest 2023 Genesis Week. Heck week. <laughs> what the hell is Gweek. this about? Look at week. Yeah. Oh my Gee. god, I'm so I'm so squirrely. And look, look at this. The uplands all melty mm -hmm. and fluoroey uh, i don't know what do you think it is with let's have a bit of fun what do you think this is just looking at the headline and the imagery well it has the race car banner kind of checkerboard thing oh, behind flag. it yeah um <clears throat> some gooey drippy paint going on super fest i don't know i don't know it seems like a kind of rave party <laughs> join us in las vegas for genesis week um yada 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 blah 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 join us in las vegas we know all this blah 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 drinks and dinner click here early bird attendee super fest 23 drums block explorer wow that's a mouthful oh live oh, music performance wait a second go up a bit look at the last thing the last the last dot Live music, Live music performance, performance. For, by who? Oh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe somebody like Musita's a bit of a bass playing fiend or something. You never know. He's not maybe. attending. He can't attend. Oh, that's her. right. Damn. I don't know. Wow. Who knows? So, And they better get back to us about the exhibitions. Like, I haven't heard back I'm supposed to oh, submit a banner, that. yeah, in two days. Mm. Mm. 
So an early bird attendee. Oh, so this is what you get. You get a, a block explorer when you when you sign up and you go, oh, that's cool. So you're gonna you're gonna get one of these drum ones. Yeah. Early bird attendee, super vest, drum block explorer, guitar block explorer. Oh, live music performance. Isn't Idan a band fiend? It's probably Idan's band. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody I could get excited for. <laughs> oh, ouch Ow. you could just say who are these guys i don't even know who they are back at your baby yeah important note in order to claim the block explorers you must attend genesis week in person and be physically present yeah you can't just sign well you'd have to be a bit weird to sign up and pay the hundred bucks and then <laughs> not go some people couldn't make it last year and they paid and they were trying to transfer their tickets to someone else and couldn't Oh, really? That's yeah. shitty? I guess they don't want scalping to become a thing. Yeah, which is smart. Yes. Genesis Week, full schedule and tickets. The upcoming celebration of the first property mint in an upland is approaching quickly. And we want to make sure everyone is aware of the important dates. Uh, blah, blah, blah. June 5th. Uh, what? Genesis Week starts June 9th. Genesis Week ends June 9th. <laughs> well what it, the conference it's is is only one day yeah uh, like they uh, have uh, a meeting greet the day before on the 8th um if they still do that if they're still going to do that i hope they do it it was in this nice little bar it's very open like you could see everything uh, outside yeah i get what they say yeah so the online events start june 5th the in-person events starts june 9th oh really i thought didn't they do multiple days last year? I thought, like, didn't you all, you did a whole bunch of events and then everyone got shit-faced drunk and then were hung over the next day? Uh, Thursday was the, the meeting greet. And yeah. that ended, like, around 10, 30, 11. Hmm. And then the next day was, like, from morning to night. And, yeah, people, then it, it was in a conference. And then later that night, we went to, like, the party room. Mm. Do, do they mention where that's going to be the party room conference location sahara oh yeah didn't you have to get a bus last time yeah it was nice though it was really nice <clears throat> i guess we're gonna see let's see ah okay so Superfest. it is nothing it's just it's just a fancy way to say genesis week is it am i missing something here I mean, maybe it is something. It has to do with the live performance. Because, look, it's it's drums and a guitar. Yeah. So maybe they're alluding to the performance. Because they had football players last time. I wonder who it's going to be. <laughs> maybe it's yes. going to be Mars Utah singing the Upland song. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Yes. Don't know. All right. Well, or the we'll nasty hook now. singing the UDU song or the wine and cheese song. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't put any money on that version, but we'll wait and see. Now, something else that caught my eye late last night as I was getting ready to go to bed and I was trying to just lull myself off to sleep. Um, let me bring it up. I'm stalling here because I'm trying to find it. Ah, here we go. Now, this was in the Upland Debate Channel. Uh -huh. You want to have a go at reading that name? 
G- should we just say? Go Goduardo. Goduardo or old mate has said here um, something that concerned me in the AMA was when Idan was asked about AI and he passed the question to Dirk, who basically suggested AI is hype. And if anyone thinks of any users to let him know, <gasps> he goes on to say, so we have a team who has, in my opinion, meaning old mate's opinion, lacked creativity in the past, now not finding AI useful in creating a future metaverse or future super app. This was followed up by Tail, who said, um, I'm also disappointed in the team's apparent lack of creativity. The notion of AI in the metaverse is an interesting concept, especially regarding smart contracts on a blockchain. In brackets, FYI, I'm a software developer in real life who's familiar with the EOSIO smart contracts. In addition to proof of work, proof of stake, and other methods, there could also be perhaps proof of thought, a means of crypto mining in which decentralized AI algorithms with a state variable by hashes on the blockchain are run on a crypto mining hardware. Now, I read this. I didn't watch the AMA. I haven't listened to the AMA. So I'm taking this with a grain of salt. Did you catch wind of this yourself? Um. Yes and no. I was working while I, I had it in the background. I didn't really um, listen completely. I must have totally missed the AI thing. But yeah, it is... It is a little uh, disappointing if he did say that. It sounds weird. I, I mean, we've covered this fairly extensively over the last few, you know, months of this show that we both use AI for different projects. It's AI. <clears throat> what it's setting up to do is just mind-boggling. To outright poo-poo it like that in a way that's kind of laughing that it's basically has no use case seems very strange to me so yeah again i can only take this with a grain of salt so i did a bit of clicking around and then i found this article so here we have this is on bitcoin.com um april 1st ai tools will provide very interesting enhancements for the metaverse upland co-founder <laughs> which directly contradicts what was just said so oh what is actually going on here? So I don't know. Yeah, here we go. According to Dirk Luth, co-founder of the Upland Metaverse, the colonization of the metaverse by tech giants and the building of so-called walled garden systems is not sustainable. Luth argues that instead of locking users in, the metaverse should usher in a future where they are free to move between platforms and can easily take their assets on identity with them. Okay, well, we know he's pretty full on about that. Yeah. Where's, where's the AI part? Walled gardens. Ah, here we go. You want to take that away? While interest in the metaverse has seemingly dissipated, as evidenced by Meta's decision to focus on artificial intelligence, Dirk argues that AI tools can still provide very interesting enhancements for the metaverse in general. The Upland co-founder also told, told Bitcoin News what he thinks about infinite land metaverse and scarcity. Yeah, all right, so... Dirk Luth argues that AI tools can still provide very interesting enhancements. So that directly contradicts what was just said in Upland General. So, Does he go on about which enhancements it can do? Let's have a look here. <clears throat> Dirk Luth, we don't have uh, walled gardens. I know he's very much about this walled gardens. The, it mentions the OMA3 thing. Um, the blockchain industry is multi-chain moving assets we know that they're all about that you know 
the species IO dot thing is heavily invested in that sort of things. What would you say are the economic, different economic opportunities for entrepreneurs, developers, blah, blah, blah. We know all that. After, ah, he, this might be here. He. After having invested billions of dollars, Meta recently laid off over 10,000 people to shift its focus away from Metaverse to AI. In your opinion, why is it seemingly so difficult to meld a Metaverse that users find interesting? Uh, here we go. Take that away, Chase. All right. I can't comment on Meta's strategy and how much they have really shifted away from the Metaverse. The truth is that AI tools will provide very interesting enhancements for the Metaverse in general. At Upland, we are super focused on creating engagement points and utility of digital goods for our ecosystem of users, developers, designers, and brand partners. So far, this has proven to be working well for us, making Upland one of the leading platforms for the metaverse. Can we get better? Of course, we're only getting started, but he didn't really. No, there's no meat <clears throat> to those potatoes. Yeah, it's very fluffy. The truth is that AI tools will provide very interesting enhancements. Well, that's how we're using them. Yeah. For the um, metaverse in general. So, and but he says he's focused on this, this, and this. So maybe he's getting taken out of context. Like he doesn't want to put down AI here, but he is just being very vague about it. I feel. Yeah, that seems to be the vibe. Yeah, interesting. So I wonder if because this was a Bitcoin.com article, he was a bit more careful with his words where if he's in the upland AMA he can be a bit more loose with his own personal biased opinions or something yeah so I have to wait and see I mean it would be very disappointing to find out if that was indeed the case where he didn't think it has any role to play because you think about there's this there's literally AI bots now where you can say hey code me code me uh the flappy bird game or something like that and it just spits it out and you can run it yeah. You can <clears throat> you can generate all the art for the thing. And it's at the very early stages of this. To just poo-poo it so early on would be very strange for somebody that's so forward thinking. But mm -hmm. again, we, we don't know what his opinion is directly. It's just interesting that there seems to be some heavy contradictions between at least what people are saying he said and what he's actually said. So mm -hmm. so if if I was um Old mate Dirk, I'm wanting to be clarify, clarify that myself pretty quickly because mm -hmm. that kind of shit tends to snowball and get out of hand. Oh yeah. So this is interesting too. We might as well stick on this. So <laughs> your metaverse is said to be mapped to real world cities. Why did you choose to go this path? Where path when others have virtually limitless land assets? And what would be your advice to users buying land and other assets in the infinite land metaverse? Now we have covered this before. They say that upland is great because it. It's not limitless. But there, what did we say? There's 10,000 cities in the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Sure, you, you can say you can say that upland is mapped to a limited supply of resources. Th that is technically true, but it's not I'm, really true. They I can mean, release one city every week for years upon years upon years. Devil's advocate. Just because they release it, do you want to be there? Um, I didn't go to Arlington. I didn't go to Texas. I should have not gone to Kansas. Yeah. Um, 
places like New York, like London, like Los, Los Angeles, which is still mintable, by the way, people, uh, San Francisco, Chicago, those are the places I can see people really fighting to get into. Yeah. Um, second close ones are the, the boroughs, um, La, Las Vegas, uh, uh, Fresno, because it's, it's, you know, easier to r- run businesses there, but I don't see other places being that, like the only reason why people went to, um, guitar is because of the event. Yeah. The FIFA thing. Yeah. Like, are you like, that's it. Like, and then, um. Uh, Brazil, the fir- like the first international, that was exciting. That's someplace you want to go. They have stuff to offer you, but you know, you you go somewhere else, like let's say uh, that people don't really know about. Like, uh, oh my god, I had it in my head. Re re Rigo Riga. Wait, let's sure. re. Ah, oh. but. Uh, like like that's my point like not everybody's going to want to go into every one of those 10,000 there's going to be there's going to be places that are more enticing than others yeah i i don't think it's you're standing on a soapbox made of marshmallows here because it's yeah like say a um a fantasy metaverse right you and you've got um planet cheese and they release a certain amount of properties on planet cheese planet cheese is the first planet that's released in this metaverse there is a limited a finite amount of land in that area we see this with metaverse projects other metaverse projects they release land in specific areas they don't well maybe maybe they the potential is there that they can expand those and you know, increase the supply, but I've never seen NFT projects suddenly increase the supply after it's been established. So there's, there's always that thing where, yeah, you might not want to then be involved in other areas, but it's kind of the same with Upland. Yeah. You, you can only mint so many properties in Manhattan, but the actual supply of physical virtual land that's out there, it's, it's limitless. Location, location, location. Yeah, that's 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 the same in these um it's the same in sandbox like people don't want to get involved in the sandbox just anywhere they want to be next to snoop Dogg. you know yeah. that's the reason why that's like that yeah exactly and and if you have something like minecraft for example and nft hive like they had multiple different places you can go like yep. uh lands you're going to want to be where the most popular people are, where the yeah. most activity is. You buy a piece of land in a specific place that nobody goes to, then you just brought yourself like like a, a, a lemon. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's, that's actually a very good um, example because they released a finite amount of property in those areas. You know, they weren't constantly expanding it. So I think this whole thing where, yeah, but those other metaverses can just produce more land whenever they want. I think it's a it's a false flag because we're in the exact same situation. I don't they, agree Upland, with you. Upland could release a city every single week for the end of time. All right. And I'll miss most of them because where I want to be are the the international hubs like New York, like London, oh, like, I, like San I Francisco and LA. Like 
Like, that's my point. Like, uh, it's not infinite. It's infinite in a sense where we're always going to have land for new people to come in and make their way. But in a way, there's still going to be more places that they want to be rather than like the other 950, the, the other 9,500 cities. <laughs> I, I think we're in agreement, actually. I think where I take issue is that, you know, it seems if you, if you read between the lines here, Upland is trying to be holier than thou. Like our metaverse is better because we have limited land. Our, our land plots are limited. Well, they're not. That that That's the kind of point. Well, whether people want to get involved or not is a different thing. And it's like these other metaverse projects, if you're a fantasy-based metaverse project, they're not going to just keep putting supply in if there's no demand they're going to stick to the supply demand cycle so i think they're exactly the same i don't think there's any difference between something that's mapped to the real world and something that's mapped to the fantasy world it's always going to play to that supply demand issue i disagree <laughs> so you think you think there is a limit to the supply in upland yeah i i, I globally it... not not in a micro level to the city level all right let's say 20 years out, Upland has all the cities that allowed it to yep. put in. What, um, what do you mean by allowed? I mean, like, it, it, you're not going to go somewhere unless you kind of have permission to do a partnership or whatnot. And, or else, what's the point of it? Like well, they, that goes to my point. It's, it's the supply demand. If there's no demand, I, can, not I need gonna... to finish. Um, they can't then create something else once everything is once all cities are open they can't then create a new uh make-believe city <clears throat> yeah but they could literally release one city every single month or every single yeah every single week even for longer than you and i will be alive so I, I think it's I think it's just utterly false that to say that Upland Upland as a metaverse has a limited supply w within the <clears throat> micro level of individual cities yes but the actual Upland metaverse it's yeah you you could say it's limited to Earth but that's <laughs> we're gonna be long dead <laughs> we're gonna be long dead before the last city I, in Upland it's, has been it's, minted. it's bittersweet though it's like. Yeah, we're limited, but that limit is far, far, far out into the future where people can still get into Upland whenever they wanted to, whenever they needed to. The thing mm -hmm. is, they're just not going to get into the places that are the most wanted without putting in, in demand. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're not going to put supply in if there's no demand, and it's going to be the exactly the same in in fantasy lands like let's say for example they put a make-believe island between in in the pacific ocean <laughs> between, like hawaii, <laughs> Make well, hawaii. Yeah. above hawaii <laughs> yeah. right that's to me is decentralized something that like to just create something because all right we have no more room we have more people coming in instead of it being more valuable let's just create something else yeah, I, I think it would hold true if, say, Sandbox released an area and it all sold out and then they expanded the area. 
Yeah. But they don't do that. However, they don't? No. However, Upland does. <laughs> Chicago I sold I don't, out. I don't know. And then they release more properties. And then it sold out again. And they release more properties. I don't know Decentraland. I never played it. So I don't know how how they expand their land and whatnot. So I can't yeah. really re- make a retort to that. Yeah, I, I don't know specifically either, but I I cannot imagine that they would release an NFT project and then say, okay, this is, you're buying land here, it's one of a thousand, and then, oh, okay, it's sold out, now we're going to make it one of 10,000. It's just like, those kind of projects would not last. Yeah. So it's I, I just take issue to the holier-than-thou aspect of this where, oh, well, we have a limited supply, but those shitty old metaverses, that's just fucking fantasy land. I, I think that's just complete <laughs> false flag. So. All right. Anyway. I mean, I could see your point. I could see your point. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I just don't like that kind of poo-pooing aspect. Uh, all right, let's continue on. Metaverse super app. Let's talk about the so-called metaverse super app. Sometimes when one thinks of a super app, WeChat or Telegram comes to mind. Does Upland envisage becoming the WeChat of the metaverse? Interesting. Okay, take that away. <clears throat> no, can you? I'm so stuffy still. Like it hurts right. when I talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, good. In general, a super app can be characterized as a comprehensive mobile application that integrates fundamental services such as messaging and payments, as well as an array of third-party mini apps spanning various sectors like retail, dining, and government agencies. This is especially true for the world of Web2 mobile apps. An app achieves super app status when it seamlessly consolidates a critical mass of services, making it very easy for users to switch between them, even if the integrated services may not be as efficient as standalone applications. My gosh, this is a mouthful. As the number (laughs) of available services grows, the app becomes more engaging and profitable. Typical for super apps is that they start somewhere. WeChat started with chat and Indonesia's Gojek started with ride hailing. Just like the Web2 predecessors, Upland wants to make it incredibly simple for users to work with a Web3 application. It is achieving that via multiple avenues. First, Upland was built with mobile users in mind and is available on both the app stores and the web. Secondly, we're obfuscating complicated (laughs) blockchain technology by offering onboarding with email and passwords. And third, because we allow using credit cards, PayPal, and in brackets, of course, also crypto and in-app purchases, we make it even more convenient for the majority of players to engage. In Upland, we offer a broad spectrum of social, commercial, and entertainment services to our users. We also empower third-party developers to connect to our economy and community by adding their apps and experiences to the metaverse. When you look at these features and services, you can see that we are indeed aiming to become a metaverse super app. But while WeChat and Web2 applications are driven and influenced by the owners of the platform, we want to head in the direction of a user-controlled and user-owned metaverse super app what Web3 is all about. Wow. You did well to spurt all that. All right, let's, there's, oh, mama, there's a lot to break down there. So let's take this in chunks. So he's defined what a super app is. I think we're all on board with that. Uh, and this is this is important too. Like I have seen people say, oh, they think they're a super app. Uh, they're nothing like that. Yeah, but he's right here. All of these current super apps, they didn't come out the gate as super apps. You know, there has to be a building process. These things take time. Yeah. And, and you're talking about Web 2 versus Web 3. Well, a Web 3 super app, by the nature of the emerging technology that's, you know, underpins it all, it's going to take a bit longer than, you know, anything that has come before. 
Um, next paragraph, Uplane was built with mobile users in mind. Yes, there's, as far as I'm aware, there's no other project that comes anywhere even remotely close to what Upland has done as far as supporting mobile users and onboarding new users. Um, is the onboarding process a bit clunky? Can it be improved? Yes, as we said. And it's been good to see that recently Upland has started to take some significant steps towards improving that experience. Um, could grandma pick up Upland and know what to do and buy free properties? She might struggle a little bit, but it's definitely a lot better now than it was, say, even two, three months ago. So, yeah, so it's that's pretty good. It's definitely heading in the right direction, so we say. Yeah. Um, in our plan, we offer a broad spectrum of social, commercial, and entertainment services. Okay. Is this true? Uh, social? All the socials on Discord. Commercial and entertainment services. So a broad spectrum of social. No, there is Discord and in-game chat. I wouldn't say that is a broad spectrum. Well, they are. They did say they're coming out with cafes soon. Yeah. So they need to be careful. Of we their will be offering. Say, yeah. We, we have a social, but and we will be adding a lot more broad spectrum of social. I fixed yes. it for you, Dirk. Broad <laughs> spectrum of commercial? I'd say that's fair. There's dozens of different types of meta ventures now. Um, it, of course, it is still heavily gatekeeped to get involved, but yeah, there is. Yeah. If you want to get involved in some kind of meta venture in Upland, there are numerous possibilities for you to now at least apply whether you will be accepted or not and whether you're in a position <laughs> to actually do anything with it should you be accepted that's a different story um offer a broad spectrum of entertainment services uh entertainment i mean all of the entertainment that i get from upland is community driven yeah Upland doesn't like it should say an entertainment reduce. services by our users or yeah, from our like users. That. Yeah, that that. Yeah, you're right about that. Oh, I guess they're kind of maybe in that in that meaning they're talking about like the um, what was that party thing we did in Rio where nobody could get in but it was super <laughs> popular. True, that kind of all thing. So. Again, we're heading in that direction. That's that might be where they want to go, but it's definitely not where we are. Yeah. Um, we also empower third-party developers to connect to our economy and community by adding their apps and experiences to the metaverse. Yes, yeah. we've seen this with Elijah and uh, Mossy Jake and others that are working away. And I guess also, what's that? Um, the soccer bumpy one that you started playing recently. There's that one too. So, uh, World of Football. Yeah, so on Steam. That that's definitely cool. Yeah, so all right. So that started off with a kind of an AI. AI is AI in the metaverse going to be a thing? You know, there were suggestions, as I said, going back here that that um it appeared that Dirk was poo-pooing the idea, but then you actually listen to his words and what he's putting out there, and it may not be the case. So I guess that's kind of still a grayish area. I'll have to um, go back to that AMA and, and check out yeah. what he said. 
do your own research, people. We're just a couple of freaks flapping our mouths with our biased opinions. Yes. So, yeah, definitely go and check that out yourself. Um, do What do you think personally, AI and the metaverse? Wait, we're not freaks. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're well, you're a geek. Weeks. I'm not a geek. We're geeks. We're super ge- What? You're a geek. I'm not going to Genesis week. Oh. I'm stuck to the grind. Stuck to the snotty grind. There's no escaping the snotty grind. What were you saying before? AI in the metaverse. What's your take? Is it a false flag? Is it nonsense? Is it the end of the world? Is it the future? It's definitely not a, a fad. It's definitely here. And whether or not you choose to embrace it or not, it's going to take over uh, a lot. So, I mean, I'm I'm kind of lucky where my, like, I, I use it sometimes for motivation, but then I'll always put my own spin on things. You've seen that. Um, I haven't seen it create anything like what, what I create in my art. So knock on wood hopefully it doesn't do that for another few years (laughs) i think this is absolutely world changing i think this will be bigger than bigger than the internet bigger than the internet like when i first started when i first started university i i because i started as a mature age student so i did a kind of get ready for university course and the university that I was going to attend, they they sent me a box set of cassette tapes with lecture recordings on them to listen to and, you know, do all these little things. So that's way back in the day of cassette tapes and go to the library and the, what was it? The Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> Actually, my, my two sons yesterday were having a chat because Bodhi, he's at high school and my younger son, Keanu, he's... He's getting ready to attend high school and he's trying to apply for their advanced program. Nice. And they were talking about, um, he's at the second stage of that. And they were talking about, I was just listening to them. They're talking about um, where this second stage is. And, and Bodhi was trying to tell Keanu where it is in relation to, you know, cause it's a big school. And he was saying, Oh, it's, it's right next to the library, but don't get confused because there's no books in the library. And I went, what? what? So I said, what did you just say about the library? He said, yeah, there's, there's no books in the library. When you go to the school library, it's there is study areas and there's computer consoles. Wow. Everything is internet based. There, there, there is literally no books in the school library. It's all online. Oh my god, that's yeah. I remember being a first year undergrad uni student and just looking up Dewey Decimal System numbers, trying to find where they are. That's not there. You've got to go and find the return book spot, try and find it there. You know the book's not checked out. It's in the freaking library somewhere and spending hours trying to find this one book. Do you remember a movie called UHF with, with Weird Al Yankovic? No. <laughs> so he inherits this TV station. It's a really bad TV station. And back, back in the days, we were able to, you were able to kind of, buy time on on tv and do whatever you wanted right so it was like it was like the the youtube of back then and he had to fill it with these really bad shows and one of the shows was conan the librarian and he picks this this guy was like do you know where such and such is and he picks them up and he's like don't you know the dewey decimal system (laughs) (laughs) you have to watch it it's a classic and it's weird al 
Yeah, that sounds like um, how Tom Green got started, like literally. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's much better with Tom, than Tom Green now. Yeah. So I I was at university when everything started to flip. You know, it was back in the old Stone Age days where it was that system. But by the time I finished my postgrad stuff, it was all online. I did all my courses online. There was no textbooks. It's all online. So that that kind of the emergence of the internet completely changed everything associated with that. And look how it's changed now with um, Frick. Finance, shopping, dating, investments, everything has flipped. I think AI will be exactly the same. Yeah. I think there's going to be vast swathes of jobs that are just – no longer necessary, like call centers. I, I spent hours on a call center the other day trying to get um, trying to get uh, one of my kids' laptops to be sent back and repaired. That's going to be all. It's going to be all AI bots. You know, the AI bot will talk to you and say, "Oh, what's your customer reference number?" And you'll say it, and they'll pull it up. It'll it'll just be all like that. Now, if this is true, which I don't believe it is, that Dirk is kind of poo pooing the notion of AI in the metaverse. I think that's incredibly short-sighted and a missed opportunity we just spoke about onboarding new users well there could easily be and well i say easily from the um the user side not the technicality side that imagine you're a new user to upland and you open up the app you don't know what to do you just freaking talk to the bot hey what do i do here you know and the bot explains well hey you know blah 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 if you want to find out more go here there's there's just so many ways that this is going to change everything in the entire globe, all around the world. So, yeah, I, I think, is it directly tied to the metaverse? No, but should it be a significant part of it? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's one of those inevitabilities, I think. Where it kind of gets squirrely is, I think um, you, DTEC, and I were talking about this um, yesterday when we did our summer aquatic steam meeting like i believe now there's bots where you can take a photo of something in real life and it automatically creates that in like a 3d version like is is something like that going to be useful in the metaverse you know <clears throat> yeah it's going to be snary snary and interesting <laughs> yeah hopefully i'll be dead by then but yes. technology goes way too fast nowadays, so we'll see. Yeah. Yes. I feel well, I bad for it's... vampires. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just trying to throw you off. <laughs> no, I mean, because, you know, like, you know, they, they live forever and they have to go through all of this. Oh, gosh, I'd love that. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to die. I, I, I don't know. I was talking to somebody about this not that long ago. And when my last grandmother, she passed not that long ago. And just to think of what has changed in her life. Like she was born as a kid in Scotland where, you know, dad was a coal miner and they were poor as dirt. You know, they had to share bathroom facilities, freezing cold. And, you know, she grew up and she was... um. She ended up being pretty high up in whatever the women's services were in World War Two, and she she went through the, you know, all the bombings of London. She was trapped under underground for three days, and you know had to 
go through all of this stuff, migrated to Australia way back in the day where they, they called them five pound ponds. I think they, they paid five pounds to get on a boat. You're on a boat for months, come to this place. You never even heard of like to read her life story is just incredible. You know, made a life for herself here and that to think of everything that she saw in the 93 years, I believe that she was alive to see all of the changes that undertook then imagine as you just said, like the speed of change is just getting faster and faster and faster, yeah. like all going well, you and I are still going to be alive um, if we're incredibly lucky for maybe another 50 years or so. You know, what's what's the place going to look like in 50 years if if um, we don't nuke ourselves into Idiocracy. <laughs> It'll be and idiocracy. <laughs> I was trying to explain that that movie to Maya the other day. I'm like, this is fucking becoming reality. It's insane. So you, you've got that on the it. one hand. Better watch it. Yeah, I was trying to find a a way to watch it. It wasn't on Australian Netflix. Yeah. Oh. It's funny how we've definitely, you can definitely see aspects of that on one side, and yet we've got all this kind of AI and future metaverse stuff happening on the other side. It's kind of mind blowing. But yeah. Yes. But yeah, I I think if you're if you're somebody that's poo pooing the idea of AI, you're just gonna you're gonna get left in the dust. Yeah. Well, hopefully it was just misread. We'll we'll see. Yes. What else fortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't think my job could ever be replaced by AI. Ah, uh, you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, we did that. Oh, now, let me just bring this up. So, yeah, I, I put this up as a bit of a rebuttal to where we we're going to go with that, but we'll just finish up on this. So we're also already seeing that other metaverses are incorporating AI. So here we've got bringing AI to the metaverse, the role of Roblox. Now, how are they doing that? Um, I believe this is, they're doing it in the code base stuff. So it says here in the small print, if we were using some generic co-pilot, there would be no training on Roblox scripting language, Lua, which is used to design games as opposed to websites or backend services. No, that doesn't give us information. Roblox Studio, the creator toolkit for the popular game Roblox, is embracing generative AI tools to democratize content creation by eliminating technical barriers. Technical barriers might mean for the users. Uh, Stefano, old mate, head of Roblox Studio, explains that customized AI tools are advantageous over generic co-pilots as they are fine-tuned to their specific use case. The AI tools used by Roblox focus on generating code specifically for Lua, their scripting language. So that's interesting. So, you know, Roblox is a metaverse based on user-generated games and content, basically. So if you're not tech-savvy with how to do all that, you're kind of going to be limited in what you can do. So perhaps this is just a tool like, what is it your niece that plays Roblox you've mentioned a few times? Uh, my niece and my friend's yeah. daughter, like she yeah. even created like a game in Roblox and she was like, eight <laughs> yeah so Im- imagine her like maybe she has this additional idea for something but she doesn't really know how to do it it sounds like roblox is putting tools in place for them to empower their users wow so, yeah that's pretty that's cool. cool yes um that's the same repeated there the ai tools used by roblox f- focus on generating code yeah we said that Caraza believes that generative AI will help navigate the metaverse and AI spaces and avoid the cultural fallout of too much hype. Ooh, that's interesting. <gasps> oh, there goes that hype word. 
Yes. There goes that hype for it, eh? Hype it up. That, but that's what the guy said. Um, Dirk said that it was hype. Yeah. Nah, well, that's crazy. <laughs> There's a lot of repetitionists. That um, here we go. Basically, by providing AI generative tools, you're eliminating all the technical barriers and allowing people to really express their intent in a very simple way and just get content out there. Yeah. So. We said before this, you can get the chat GPT now to spit out code that will run a game. So if that's designed specifically for the game, then that's going to be very helpful. Um, oh, this is an interesting too. Caraza went on to explain the advantage of using customized AI tools instead of generic co-pilots. Now, ah. I haven't, have you heard that phrase? Have you heard that phrase before? Co-pilots like chat GPT or mid-journey? No. No, that's interesting. It's, I like that analogy because it's kind of true. Like I use MidJourney. I'm subscribed to that. And it is, I do use it as a bit of a code co-pilot. So that, that's cool. I like that. He goes on to say the main customization of our AI is around the generation of code. If we were using some generic co-pilot, there would be no training on Roblox scripting. We said that. The large language models that we are using are basically fine-tuned to our use case. Yeah, that's cool. So that's going to be the new set of jobs. And I said this before. Yep. Um, you're gonna, they're gonna need people who can create customized AI tools, who can who can program customized AI tools to specific companies. That's gonna yep. be a huge new thing for people to learn and and it's going to be constantly evolving so people who have these these jobs creating code and whatnot are going to have to evolve with that and like there's uh, there was also i i saw some job uh <clears throat> requests for people who know the right words to search for that's Oh, you froze. It's a big thing. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right, anybody back. can, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anybody can get onto mid-journey and anybody who has, you face the same barrier. You can just type in cat and I'll do pictures of cat. But if you really want to use it to its full potential, you need to you need to know all of those kind of little tricks and tips with how to phrase it right. And it's exactly the same I know with chat GPT. It can be extremely powerful if you know how to use it to its no. full potential. My my husband is a senior software director, right? Mm -hmm. And I just asked him right now, have you tried using chat GPT for coding? And mm. he said, no, we have some AI throwing suggestions at us every now and again, but they're mostly dumb or redundant advice. Mm. So yeah. that is where the custom comes The customization in comes yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. So it says, it goes on to say here, as our AI continues to play a larger role in the gaming industry, it will be interesting to see how it evolves and impacts the creation of content with leaders like Caraza at the forefront. The future looks bright, bright for AI and the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. This the is future so bright. We got to wear shades. Well, we've been, we've been singing <laughs> Roblox's praises for a while now. Yeah. And, you know, People look at Roblox and say, what the frig is this? It just looks like absolute nonsense. And, But as I said, I've sat there and watched some of the content content creators, the YouTube videos that like people do reaction videos or them playing the games. There's some incredibly entertaining stuff out there. Yeah. Like 
super engaging, super fun. So, yeah, good on you, Roblox. All right. Is it my turn? Your turn, yes. Do you want to bring up the next one? So have you got those or do you want me to bring it up? Um, Up to you. Oh, well, I've got it here. Good to go. I can bring All it up right. and you can run through it. Over I'd to you. I'd be surprised. Take it NH away. NHL launches dynamic <laughs> metaverse experience on Roblox. Here goes Roblox <laughs> again. Now, we didn't plan this. This is just totally not planned, believe it or not. This was just a random headline picked up in the mix. So That's here we true go. because because uh, I was going to call you. Oh, my God. Uh, ben and I pick our own articles and the last one was Ben's and this one is mine. So we, we don't really show each other until like a minute before the show. That's um, virtual hockey themed community space. NHL blast will connect fans around the world. That is so freaking awesome. No, wait a yeah. second. Move up a little bit. Okay. He looks like Lucio. The guy on the right looks like Lucio from overwatch who is actually a uh, hockey player. He has a hockey skin, and he he rollerblades though. All there right, New York, the National Hockey League (NHL) today announced the launch of NHL Blast on Roblox, a game, a global immersive platform where millions of people communicate and connect every day. Sure. Easily accessible for audience audiences across generations and geographies. NHL Blast will serve as a central metaverse hub for the global hockey community to connect around their love for the sport, express their fandom, and draw new fans in the ongoing content update. I would have loved this for Upland. I'm I'm a big hockey fan. It used to be well, a this, huge one. Well, this sounds very much like the Ooh, um, NFL FIFA thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it sounds like what they wanted to do, but they didn't yeah. haven't got around to doing it yet. We've they've got all the pieces in place. They've got the cards. They've got the you know you're supposed to be able to get your legit signed and all of this sort of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, this seems like they're full speed ahead with that. So yeah, so basically, yeah, they want to connect fans with the technology and with the players via the metaverse platform. Yeah, that's exactly what upland set out to do shit when did that first get dropped has to be at least a year ago two years ago perhaps yeah so yes you better pull your finger out upland and get that system <laughs> up and running because these other places are they're going full gangbusters ahead with it so oh this is cool yeah is there, is there anything specific you want to go into should we just scroll down and see um oh, here we go we are very happy to have been chosen by the NHL. Now, it's not the NHL Lee or whatever place <laughs> that it is, the NHL official <laughs> for the creation of NHL Blast on Roblox to be assisting a truly visionary and innovative sports organisation such as the NS NF NHL to increase interest in hockey for younger generations is something we are very proud to be part of. Yep. Uh, we specifically appreciate the NHL's focus on boldness on embracing fun innovative gameplay and rewarding users with great customization options that make them feel like pro nhl players now what are you expecting we, we talked about genesis week are you ex i think we talked about this on the udu podcast didn't mean that we're expecting some pretty massive partnerships to be announced as part of that yeah. i think it's going to be a continuation of sports 
there's a hint that it's some kind of music related thing. And, and way back in the hint. day. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say way back in the day when they had that Upland website that had the soccer card and that way before soccer was ever mentioned in the metaverse, there was the entertainment card. So that's been, that's been on the back burner for at least three years. Well, they also have that racing uh, checkerboard thing. Yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm true. just hoping for a bombardment of cool stuff yes. to get drunk on mentally. <laughs> nice. NHL Blast will be an evolutionary experience and updates will sync with marquee NHL events, starting with three-dimensional goal recreations. Okay, so that's what we just had with the FIFA thing. That's exactly the same as that. Um, created from NHL Edge data, puck and player tracking that will be featured during the 2023 Stanley Cup. Starting today, fans can visit the NHL Blast Roblox experience on computers and mobile devices. Yep, that's cool. Very, mobile very devices. Cool. Look at yes. that. There we go. <laughs> that's just so funny how that just seamlessly fit in the <laughs> other one. <laughs> All right, next one is a project you're very passionate about. Well, I, I, I'm not as passionate as I wish I, sh I could be. Um, I just keep forgetting to check it out. I know she, she metaverse team makes major announcement promising to uncover secrets. Now, the reason why I say I'm not as passionate is I don't even know if this is out yet. Like, can you get into the Sheeb metaverse? They got some funky acronym. I think we covered something to do with that last week, didn't we? Let's see here. Uh... And then, like, remember Shibaverse? Like, isn't that so great? Like to have that name, the Shib Metaverse, Shibaverse. Shibaverse, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shiba Inu developers have announced that in a few days they will be releasing a video preview of another Metaverse hub called Rocket Pond. The official Shiba Inu token account then made a retweet of that post, sharing it on its Twitter page. Promising to reveal secrets of Rocket Pond. Uh, <laughs> what is Rocket Pond? Why are we excited? This seems very pumpy dumpy. If they haven't even got one metaverse established and they're promoting another one, let's dive in. Uh, Rocket Pond is one of oh okay. Rocket Pond is one of eleven metaverse hubs whose art concept were revealed to the Shib Army last year. Those hubs are pieces of virtual land in the Shib metaverse that will be for common access and will not and will not up for sale, not be up for sale. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Besides rocket emojis, uh, metaverse hubs. Hang on, let's read the tweet directly. So this is from at ShibToken on Twitter. Get ready to uncover the secrets of Rocket Pond. Stay tuned to at MVShib and Shib.io for an exclusive look at our metaverse. Plus, don't miss your chance to win some lands. There's only a few days left to enter the contest. Woof. Oh, I thought there was a different thing that they were involved in. <clears throat> ah, this is what I was thinking of, Wagmai. Oh. Alpha preview of Wagmai Temple unveiled. One of the 11 hubs called Wagmai Temple. Wagmai is a popular acronym in the crypto space, meaning we are all going to make it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. You, you, yeah. uh, yes. I'll be careful. Um, the video was a flyover of the <laughs> Wagmai Temple Hub and the virtual land surrounding it, which viewers...
able to see a quiet riverbank with statues of shading and a waterfall and many other things. I don't care about that. Like, can Eleven I... Eleven fight people? Metaverse can arms. I kill zombies? Can I create, like, makes... build my house? I, I went to see how much these lands are mm. and price pick a price range it's the lowest is 0.2 which is like almost 2000 bucks what ETH. ETH. and the highest is 0.5 so that would be probably about 30 million sheep or something like that something <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, a lot more than that probably I won't be touching this with a 10-foot pole. I'll, I've got my little bag of shib that I'm speculating on. And actually, I gobbled up a little bag of um, mana last night. I had some, I had like 50 bucks left on the exchange I was using. I forgot I had there. So that would just be a buried in the backyard and see what comes of it. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems a bit weird to me that there have barely got one of these hubs established and they're starting to prom promote the other ones. And the funny thing is like the way they have it is the way I remember NFT hive having it a whole bunch of boxes and you pick a box to buy. Mm. It looks really weird. Like they don't even show you, you, your surroundings or anything. It's just kind of, it's very vague. I have to look yeah. more into it, but that's expensive. Then, that's a, yeah. And then they followed up with a headline, Hollywood's interest in the metaverse might be growing. Oh, yeah. Pump, pump, pump. Well, I I, I did that article. Oh, no, we didn't get to it. <laughs> that I had that article last week. This literally means nothing. Yeah. Hollywood's it, it, interest it's, it's might hype. be growing, and it might not be growing. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just. It's just pump language. It's all pump language. So, yeah, they did like yeah. a sh a show. Uh, uh, Sheba did a show in mm. uh, somewhere, and a lot of Hollywood companies were interested in in coming aboard and getting into their metaverse or something. Oh, they're always gonna chase the money, aren't they? But yeah, um, I would say not financial advice. Of course, do your own research, but just tread tread carefully with that one. Yeah, it's too rich for my blood. Yes. All right. We've got a few more to wrap up on. Now, this is another one that you found. Fidelity doubles down on Metaverse with financial literacy experience. The company's latest effort to reach young investors where they are come after its debut in sector last year. Um, give me the heads up. What's Fidelity? It's like a bank. It's another bank. Um, you know, like, the banks are coming into the metaverse. So they're, they're like, all right, let me do it too. And um, I read a little, I cheated. I read a little bit into this and they're creating something that basically high schools should be doing. And it's, it's kind of like a, a way to teach young people how to invest, like what to go about, yada, yada. And it also incorporated uh, a game into it which is pretty cool. Something about Pancake, Pancake Empire Tower Tycoon. That's a And mouthful. look what metaverse it's on. Roblox. Whoa. Yeah. Yes. 
I'm a as big well as what it calls Bloomerama in Decentraland. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so basically it's a bank trying to set up something to help young people to get their head around financial stuff, which, mm-hmm. as you said, should all be taught in high school. I remember way back in the day when I was at high school, I was, um, I was flunking out of math because I just didn't give a crap in year 10. And my teacher pulled me aside and he's like, he, he, he was just so frustrated with me constantly getting in trouble. He's like, mate, what are you doing? Like, what do you want to do? And I just laid that to him. I'm leaving school at the end of the year. I don't give a crap. I don't want to be here. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And at that time I wanted to be a, um, I wanted to do a cabinet maker apprenticeship. And he's like, he said to me, he's like, well, don't you think you might want to pass math? And that kind of the light bulb went off and I was like, ding. And he, um, he suggested I drop down from whatever math I was in. I think, you know, it was all algebra and all that sort of shit, which yeah. I didn't have any interest in. So he dropped me down into what we used to call veggie maths. But it was like real world life math. You had to work out your rent. And when I got into that, I was like, holy crap, this is so useful. But I was in the dunderhead math class, but I was learning <laughs> all of the stuff that actually matters. <laughs> uh, and I ended up getting a really good grade by the end of the year because it dunderhead. was relevant. Yeah, but it's just weird that it's not financial lit- literacy. Just is not taught. Um, I'm, I'll have to wait and see with my kids, of course. But it just certainly for my generation, it was just not a thing at all. Yeah, yeah, yes. So yeah, no, that's cool. And again, Roblox. Wow. <laughs> all right, we got to get in there more. You can win often. up to twenty five thousand dollars. So this is in Decentraland. Those who complete Bloomerama's tasks can win 25K. That'd buy you a lot of shib. <laughs> oh, it, it, is Roblox NFT yet? Like, do they have NFT aspect or something? I don't believe so. But as, as I always say, don't quote me on it. Um, <sighs> that's probably the next big step, though, isn't it? Like um, NFT skins and that sort of stuff, you know. We talk about that with um, what's the other big game, Fortnite, and that sort of stuff. As soon as that switches over to NFTs, it's game over. So, um, both launches come after the company created Fidelity Stack in Decentraland last year, a building comprising a dance floor and a rooftop garden. That experience was introduced at the same time Fidelity listed two ETFs focused on the crypto industry and the metaverse. Okay, so this, whatever this Fidelity banking company is, they've been pretty proactive. Got to give them props for that. Yeah. While it is premature to discuss trademarks, blah, 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 blah. Here we go. JP Morgan unveiled a virtual lens in Decentraland in February 22. We covered that. Uh, yeah. They estimated it was going to be worth more than $1 trillion. Thailand, yeah, blah, 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 blah. No, I dropped in, in your DMs uh, the answer to my question, which is extremely Oh. interesting so basically they do uh have resellable digital items items but they're not nfts they're not on the blockchain ah they're they're being um they're going reddit about it hey these aren't nfts they're digital collectibles yeah nothing to see here you people who hate nfts look at here that go, yeah. with creator royalties enforced oh, go away 
No thanks. <laughs> yes. Roblox adds rare resellable digital items, but they're not NFTs. What does that mean? Uh, what, what does that actually mean? Well, I mean, people were able to, like, because I know in in Etsy, there were a lot of times where you can sell patterns for people to use to actually be. Like, the stuff that I'm doing right now to sell as NFTs, the, the artwork. Yeah. Some people would do that to sell uh, much, much simpler versions, of course. So people could buy and there was instructions and it was all digital um sale so you made the purchase and then after the purchase you were sent the file mm. and then after that you had you know but I, i'm sure this is a bit different but that's the only way i can really kind of associate myself with it mm. so it says here it looks like an nft it's issued like an nft and it resells like an NFT, but alas, it isn't one. Uh -huh. Roblox recently outlined, uh, rolled out a new class of wearable virtual goods that can be sold in limited quantities by third-party creators. Per a recent com company announcement, the goods called limiteds can also be resold <laughs> by Roblox users at any price of their choosing with a 10% cut of each secondary sale going to the original creator. Wow, nice. 10%, that's great. Nice. <laughs> if that sounds an awful like how NFTs work, you're not alone. Virtual assets that are issued in limited amounts and leverage scarcity to generate profit, yet still support creators as they trade hands in the future. That's the promise of NFTs, even if royalties enforcement has eroded over the past several months. Yeah, we covered all that. Um, there's only one major catch that makes Roblox Limiteds fundamentally different from NFTs besides the lack of Web3 in the mix. They also can't leave Roblox. Ah, well. 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 Well, I mean, wax NFTs can't go somewhere else either, whereas ETH NFTs can't go to wax. Like, yeah, that's what are they trying to? Roblox Limiteds do not live on the blockchain. Well, like you've just outlined, there are plenty of NFT projects that live on the blockchain that can't be transferred elsewhere as of yet. Instead, like other items previously issued with the massive gaming ecosystem in unlimited amounts, they live and die within Roblox internal gameplay. Users can only access Roblox-issued virtual assets within the game while playing it. Can they be stored outside of? Maybe that's not your keys, not your coins, but that's the same with Upland. You don't it's own the same with private Upland. keys. Exactly. You can't take your Block Explorer out. No, you can't take if I, I own two Wall Street properties. I can't take those as of yet and sell them on an open market outside of the platform. Yeah, it's all locked take our cars within the platform. Out. Yeah. Nope. So while that critical distinction makes Roblox Limited no different from Avatar skins in Roblox or Fortnite, uh, Roblox embrace of a more dynamic NFT-esque economic environment in which creators and users can leverage scarcity and speculation marks a turning point for the massively popular platform. Roblox reportedly 67.3 million daily active users. Holy shit. I'm telling you, Ben. I'm telling you, Ben. Holy shit. Let's bring Samurai Aquatics there. <laughs> that's, that's triple the population of Australia, I believe. Well, close to it anyway. That's crazy. I'm going mean, to look into it. I'm going to look into it and see. It smells like an NFT. It tastes like an nft it's an nft it's an nft yeah, yeah. let's not beat around the bush 
whether, I wonder why they don't want to say it's an NFT. Is it just goes back to that Reddit thing? Oh, what did I miss? Um, uh, at the end, creators will have to pay Roblox an upfront payment that is calculated based on the type of asset being sold and the number of items being issued. Once an item is sold, this upfront payment will be returned to the creator. That's fair enough. Using the upland analogy, some people, some people have got it in their head that um, Samurai Aquatics, as an example, uh, we are creating NFTs to be sold. We're making just a buttload of money. Woe is me, that's not fair. <laughs> they don't take into consideration that the factory that I have that's pumping these out has 25 Spark in it. That Spark didn't come for free. Well, some of it did because I was an early adopter, but that's a significant upfront investment like they've just outlined there. So it's kind of a similar system where you've got to pay some money upfront if you want to do ah, some stuff. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very good example, Ben. Like, yeah, we just had um, manufacturing opened up to new applicants and they said the minimum is five Spark. Well, if you want to get five Spark, that's at least a $2,300 investment. So you yeah. have to pony that. You either have to pony that up in front in cash or you got to put in hundreds upon hundreds of hours to grind it out. So... Nothing's for free. I keep telling my kids, nothing's for free. That's true. Nothing. Yeah, you're so nothing smart. Is... You're so smart. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I, I... <laughs> no yes. I'm a dickhead, but yeah. I had this. I think it might have been Keanu. I had this. He he loves he loves um, engaging in debates with me, or he puts these little mental challenges for me, and. And I, he was complaining about something. I said, well, mate, nothing's for free. And he's like, yes, it is. Happiness is for free. No, it's I was like, not. I'm like, so if you were naked, starving out in the freezing cold rain, you'd be happy? And he's like, well, no. I was like, you well, what would, it, it, yeah. what would it take to make you be happy? Well, I'd need clothes and a house and that ain't for free, bro. So... Daddy wins again. Daddy wins again. I mean, unless you're in the forest and you have skills, you like kill a bear and you take its fur and you have a fur coat and you have some bear steak, right? That, but that even that takes work. And you got to like learn how to do that stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, there's still un un uncontacted Amazonian tribes out there that I'm sure they're getting along just fine and they're probably perfectly happy. But yeah, yeah it's um everything comes at a cost. So. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss, <laughs> but yeah. No, I think that's that's very cool if Roblox is starting to tease that. I wish they'd just be brave and get out there and say, these are NFTs. Yeah, but they have so many people that love them. So uh, they, they don't 67 million them. users, what? You might drop 20 million. You still got 40 million daily active users. I'm sure they'll get over it. That's a lot. I don't think they're short of resources. I think they've probably well and truly paid off all their mortgages by now, you would hope. All right, one last article to touch on, and it's a good one. It's something that we've covered for the entirety of this show. We've had people such as Elijah come in and show off some of the examples, like Elijah first kind of heard about it. Um, it might have been on this show where he, on that episode that he was on, we it was one of the articles we discussed and then he went on to actually get it in real life and then he kind of came back and on a secondary show and 
we, we did a whole thing. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, oh, well, I'm talking about VR, AR glasses. Now, those look metaverse. so weird. I, you look like a fucking idiot, to be honest. Sorry, if you're on the Spotify, this guy's wearing basically super <laughs> chunky sunglasses. <laughs> chunky. He, he, he looks like he... Yeah, I... I it just doesn't look cool. I, I would there was no way in hell I would buy those. So I probably but. would though. Like like uh going to the Vegas event, I really want to have something where I could talk to people and not have to worry about having like the phone out and this, this and that and charging and, and blah blah blah. I don't know. It it, it just seems so convenient. But if you were wearing these at Genesis Week, it looks like you've got no peripheral vision, so you wouldn't be able to avoid all the freaks that might want to come up and talk to you. Eh, I love unless the, the unless the cameras on either side cover that base. But yeah, this is all about <laughs> um, metaverse glasses transforming the industry. So this will be interesting. Did you? Were you naughty? Have you skipped ahead and checked? No, this out? I have not. I have right, not. There's see. a lot in here. Um, oh my god! This is a bloody. We, we could skip what our metaverse glasses because we know that. I think yeah, we could skip to the best. Yeah. Best metaverse glasses. Mm. All right. Lenovo. Ah! Lenovo. That Lenovo is the laptop I just spent freaking hours negotiating to be sent back and fixed because the hard drive shit itself after a year and three months. So Lenovo can take a, a long walk off a short ramp. Yeah. <laughs> Take it away, cheese, because I've got a bad taste in my mouth for Lenovo. <laughs> the Lenovo Think Reality A3 is a versatile, enterprise-focused smart glasses device that enhances productivity and workplace efficiency. Featuring a compact and lightweight design, these smart glasses provide a comfortable augmented reality experience while offering a range of applications for various industries, such as manufacturing, healthcare, and logistics. Wow. Equipped with a 1080p resolution display per eye, the Think Reality A3 delivers crisp and clear visuals, enabling users to view digital information in 3D models seamlessly overlaid in the real world environment powered uh, by a wow, that's cool powered by a qualcomm snapdragon xr1 processor the device ensures smooth performance for demanding applications so this is this is like a commercial one now we've talked about this previously like imagine um like some kind of engineer or something and they're got to fix some kind of machinery and they have the you know the instructions or whatever as a you know a pop-up in their field of view it's interesting that this is just full-on commercial-based. Um, now, that glasses. last one, um, the A3 also includes dual 8-megapixel cameras for precise tracking and a 13MP RGB camera for high-capture, high-quality images and videos. See, that would... Wow, $14.99 is expensive. The glasses are currently priced at $14.99 yet and available on the Lenovo official store. I wish they had a picture. Maybe they do. Uh, I just found the – oh, the, is that it? No, it doesn't say a label. I found something in, in Amazon, but they don't really show it head front. And if they do, it's uh, a really bad picture. Hmm. Jeez. Did did you just do a Google image search for that for this? 
Yeah, I w- I went to Amazon to see how much they cost, but mm. then this says it at the end. Let me do a Google image search. Let's see what it is, and while you're doing that, I'll pull up the next one. It looked Vuvix cool. Blade upgraded. The Vuvix Blade upgraded is a state-of-the-art smart glasses device that seamlessly integrates digital information into the wearer's field of view. Building upon the foundation laid by the original Vuzix Blade, the upgraded version offers enhanced functionality, blah, 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 blah. Again, equipped with all the cool shit, cameras, yada, 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 quad processor. Okay, so it's a good device. Uh, 32 gigabytes of internal storage. Users can conveniently store apps, media, and data directly on the device on your face. Wow. The Blade also has built-in GPS, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. They all, this kind of crap, they're all going to have to have that. Yeah. So that's, I think that's that's all just fluff. Making it easy to pair with smartphone and other devices, the glasses are currently priced at 1000 and can be purchased at the Vivix store. How'd you go? Did you find a pic? I'm trying to pull it up now. Da-da-da-da. Uh, they're not terrible. Yeah, they don't look not too terrible. Bad. I don't like that attached cable coming out the back. Where's that going to lead to? <gasps> but as far as the actual glasses themselves, no, they look pretty cool. Uh, I'd wear those. Wow. What are you buzzing about? All right. I found something that might suit my needs for extremely cheap price. It's Just a. Pull it up. <laughs> Oh, pull it up, pull it up. All right, I jumped out so you can pull it up. He's like, I'm not going to be your link junkie. Um, I'm just trying to find the Vivex ones too. Well, they look pretty cool. And all right, so this is a YY Chemist camera video glasses, video sunglasses from, well, these glasses are for men. So with camera Bluetooth sunglasses for sports, great gift for family and friends. Look, you could do full HD camera. It's like a GoPro without like the GoPro. Oh, yeah, right? in the central. Look, hmm. 60 bucks. Should I get them? I'm not going to give you financial advice. I have 10 hours and 31 minutes. So I'll look at it later. I'll show I'll show Solly. <laughs> yeah, no, they look decent. Right? And then like I don't yeah. have to have a camera and I could probably even wear this. Oh wow! And it shows you where to put the micro SD card right in the um the side, on and off button, reset indicator light. Wow! They definitely come a long way. So here's an example. This is the Vivex Blade. They look pretty slick too. They're pretty chunky in the and the sides. I wonder how heavy they'd be, but she looks pretty going. cool wearing them. Yeah. Also, be pretty cool in that style. All right, so there's a couple of good options there. What's the next one? Google Google Glass Enterprise Two. <laughs> Google Glass Enterprise Two. Yeah, all the specs: XR One processors, eight megapixel camera. That's pretty similar. USB ports. Blah 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 blah. Priced at one thousand for the base version. Yep. Magic Leap Two. Never heard of that one. Uh, all the good shit. 16 gigabytes of random access memory RAM, blah, blah, blah. Storage price headset, 3299 Okay, I've got to check out those. They, they wow. Let's see what they look like in comparison. 
they look fucking horrible. Wow. But I really Although, like I guess... the camera in the middle instead of at the sides. Yeah. I mean, if you're somebody who was into steampunk or something like that, I guess they, they kind of look True. very steampunkish, but they're definitely. Now look those at this guy heavy. down here. Look at this guy. Oh, if you're on the Spotify, you got to check this out yourselves. Um, yeah, well, look at this guy with his mask on. <laughs> no, that's that's actually hilarious. Um, Epson Moverio BT300. Whoa, what a mouthful that is. <laughs> of course, it's got all of the good stuff. AR, uh, 899. All right, so that's a bit more reasonable. Let's check that one out. Yeah, that's so far. Thing. So far, the one you just looked at that wasn't even in this system. <laughs> looks yeah, but it's Ooh, not AR. Look how slimline these are. Oh, wow. Those yeah, are wow. Super futuristic. What's that Tom Cruise movie where they. Oh, Mission Impossible? No, nah, where they like. they. I don't know. It's one of those ones where they. You can be charged for a crime before you've committed it or something. It oh, looks wow. It's very futuristic. Those. <laughs> See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be know? able to. Yeah, I wouldn't me be able either. to wear these because you'd have to have a prescription for them. So Yeah. But they look very futuristic. Um, yeah, I think the ones you shared were the best-looking ones out of the bunch. And it's interesting that you just squirreled onto those and happened to find it random. <laughs> pros and cons of metaverse glasses, pros, enhanced connectivity, immersive experiences, educational and professional applications, entertainment and gainings, cons, cost, technical limitations, comfort and ergonomics, privacy and security concerns. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cons, the cost, well, it's emerging technology. You, you can't expect that it's not going to be expensive. Costs will yeah. come down as the technology evolves. Um, what, what was that thing that we said? We will all make it or something? Yeah, not all of these technologies are going to make it. You might buy some glasses that are supported for a while, but then that company craps itself and dies or that product line is discontinued. Yeah. Um, that's just one of the risks you take with emerging technologies, technical limitations. That's the same thing. You know, it's, it's emerging tech. It is what it's going to be. Think back to how clunky the first VR games were. And now what do you do? Beat Saver and all that sort of stuff. It's leaps and bounds. I do Beat Saver. <laughs> yes. Yes. Comfort and ergonomics. Yeah. Some of them are chunky and clunky. Um, some of them do look incredibly heavy and uncomfortable, but again, as with smartphones and all the rest of it, it will get smaller, faster, better, stronger. It just takes time. Privacy and security concerns. If, this if reminds doing... me of Keanu Reeves. Oh, no, Keanu Reeves. What the fuck, Kanye West? <laughs> stronger, better, faster. Wait, something. All right, go ahead. Oh, jeez. Yeah. better, faster. Yeah, I did say that. Privacy and security concerns. I mean, yeah, what what's people worried you're going to be hacked into your glasses or something? That that's and anything attached to the internet is a privacy and security concern. That's longer, that's better, a, faster, stronger. Sorry, longer, better, faster, stronger. Right. <laughs> that, 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 don't kill me. You can only make me stronger. All right, sorry. Look, Kanye. 
In conclusion, metaverse glasses are rapidly improving, providing users with various devices that enable seamless interactions with virtual universes. As technology evolves, we can expect more sophisticated devices with improved features and applications, further blurring the lines between the digital and physical worlds. The metaverse glasses are not only changing the way we perceive reality and opening up new opportunities for social interaction, entertainment, education, and economic growth. I think Hurrah. anybody who's anybody will be wearing their metaverse glasses at some stage in the not too distant future. I've certainly don't envision myself buying a pair anytime soon, but it's one of those things. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'll get the $50 ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. That's, that's all I've got for today. We need to wrap up. I need to go and spend my whole Saturday doing fucking first aid course I guess. yeah that's it that's all we got for you guys what that's you all want? you get what do you want do you... from us already yeah on that note <laughs> stay fresh you freaking cheese bags <laughs> go ahead get the pick you up talk about the cheese motherfucker go ahead get the pick you up go ahead get the pick you up Go ahead, get your pinky up. Talk about the cheese, motherfucker. Go ahead, get your pinky up. Go ahead, get your pinky up. You live by your samurai. Riding on the dingo, flying through the sky. Cheese in the house, get up, get dry. Put your foot in hairbrush, hit you with the knife. You live by your samurai. Riding on the dingo, flying through the sky. Put you with the knife. Flying through the sky, you let fire samurai Riding on a dingo, flying through the sky Shoes in the house, get off the drive Put you with the hairbrush, hit you with the knife You let fire samurai Riding on a dingo, flying through the sky Put you with the knife Flying through the sky Are you looking for some of that quality outdoor decor? But you got no freaking idea where to go? Well, come on over to Samurai Aquatics and Decor for all your outdoor decor needs. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Just delete that. I'm still not ready. Sorry. Get yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Or maybe some kind of crappy ramshackle building that, I don't know, needs a bit of extra spunk to it or something. And stop mucking about and get yourself over to Samurai Aquatics Discord to see all our available stock. We've got loads of different decor to spend your pretend money on. We got saunas to fire you up, an ice bath to chew you the fudge out, literally stock coming out of our ears, grills, swings, seating, and more. So much more. And if we don't got it, give us a buzz, and we could probably make it. Get yourself on over to Samurai Aquatics at 30 Aqua Vista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, Liggety Split, and gorge yourself on outdoor decor.